together. Amen. Let's go ahead and thank you. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for our presence here. Thank you for our gathering. Lord, unto you shall the garden of your people be. The Bible says that, and they, that they, 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 they gather daily and, uh, in the temple. They, 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 the word, in prayer, breaking of bread. And um, the Bible says there was great grace upon them all. Thank you, Father, for great grace that is upon us. Even as we share with one another this evening. Thank you for the blessing that I store for us. Father, we ask tonight in the name of Jesus, and by your spirit, we will be uh, taught uh, 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 your word, and that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of the power towards us who believe? According to the walking of the mighty power, which you wrought in Christ Jesus when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power, right? and dominion and every name that is made, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. In the name of Jesus. Father, ignorance is dispelled and dematerialized. In our minds, our hearts are renewed. Coming out strong in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father, for those who will be joining us, Father. Lord, we, we ask that your spirit will prompt them to be able to, to remember those who are forgotten and also to, 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 to join in the name of Jesus. Thank you. There is no Hindrance whatsoever in the administration of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Sharing um, with us about um, harvesting the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit, harvesting the fruit of the Spirit. We want to study something about the fruit of the Spirit here this, this evening. Hallelujah. As it pertains to our spiritual growth. So let's start out um, with Ephesians chapter 4. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians in chapter 4. Father, we receive grace to hear, to be impacted by your word. Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible tells us that um, as newborn babes, okay, we should desire the sincere milk of the word of God that we may grow thereby. As newborn babes, we should desire, that's 1 Peter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. Let me say it again. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of God's word. So, where do we start out? We start out as newborn babes. 
every one of us, when we come to Christ, we start out as newborn babes. Hallelujah. So we start out as newborn babes. But he doesn't want us that is through the born again experience. So but God, God's ultimate or God's goal is not just the born again experience. God's goal, right, or God's will for our lives is that after we get born again, we grow. So you are growing spiritually. Your spiritual growth is so important to God. He says, as newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. Hallelujah. Why? Ephesians chapter 4 tells us, praise God. He says in verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children. That is, we should henceforth be no more babies. Hallelujah. So God does not want us to be babies, to remain as babes, to remain as children. He says that we should henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried away. Hallelujah. Carried away by what? By every carried away, carried about with every wind of doctrine. So we see that one of the characteristics of children, of spiritual children, that is babes, right, is that they are not stable. Said so they are tossed to and fro by their feelings. Hallelujah. They are tossed to and fro by their feelings. Why would they be tossed to and fro by their feelings? Because they, they, because they are yielding to their senses. When you yield to the senses, amen, you act like a babe. Hallelujah. Today you are, you are, you are spiritually hot. Tomorrow you are spiritually cold. You're like, Pastor, please leave me alone. I don't understand what I'm going through. You know, flag have. Life has been very hard. Things have been very challenging. Please, just let me be for now. <laughs> That's a babe talking. Hallelujah. Amen. And you see, they said they are also tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There are, which means that there are winds of doctrines that come and go. Hallelujah. In our day, we call them fads. Oh, this is, oh, this is what this is the reigning pastor. Oh, this is the reigning word. Oh, that place, that word. You know, this place doesn't have, you know, oh, ah, again, every conference you are jumping there. Every specialty you are jumping there. No stability. Those are the marks of children. Said they are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Oh, they hear someone tell, tell them, oh, make sure you are typing. Oh, they'll grab a hold of it. Then tomorrow somebody else comes and says, oh, typing is of the law. Typing is of Old Testament. Typing is and just, and just levels all kinds of arguments against the practice. 
of tithing, and then you run, you follow it. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says that's a that's a babe who is tossed to and fro. Okay, they are tossed to and fro, carried away by every carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie with the sea. So the Bible tells us that there are there are there are crafty men, there are crafty people who use the word of God deceitfully. And babes are the ones that are tossed to and flow by such. Hallelujah. Babes are the ones that are tossed to and flow by such. And so that's the reason why we cannot afford, a believer cannot afford to remain a babe. Hallelujah. It is their feelings that regulate their actions. Glory to God. Amen. So, so, and you know, it is your feelings for a babe. It is a, it is the babe's feeling that that regulates what he gets. Meanwhile, the just are lived by faith. It is our faith that ought to regulate, you know, our feelings. Also, ask me the good Google's word. Wow, how do you feel yourself? You know, I feel I'm a thousand times bigger on the outside than I am on the inside than I am on the outside. I feel great. Hallelujah. I tell my body how what to feel. Hallelujah. I tell my body what to feel. But, but the babe is someone that just, you know, coasts along. It feels good today. It doesn't feel, you know. Praise God. And he's always trying to feel for God. Oh, I feel the presence of God. So the day you don't feel the presence of God, God is not there. Those are babes that talk that way. Hallelujah. And so, and so you find that they can be easy, they can be gullible. You know, meanwhile, the Bible tells us in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse 21, it says that you should prove all things. Don't just don't just take everything who blind and sinker because the man of God says that he's a man of God. He says you prove all things. So when you hear a new doctrine, prove it from the scriptures. He said, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the goal of our, of our development is so that we can be stable, so that we can develop stability. Amen. So that we can disturb, you know, you develop stability. He said, he said in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, they grew up into Christ in all things. Who is the head? Did you see that? So he said that uh, uh, for the believer, his spiritual growth is not to emulate somebody. You are not, you are not growing so that you can emulate another man, no, so that he can be like someone else, no. The Bible says that we are all to grow up into Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are to grow into Christ. Now, when you grow into Christ, the more you grow into Christ, the more you become a giver than a getter. It is children that come to church and say, oh, where are you? I'm going to church today so that oh, so I can get blessed. But you see, 
spiritual people, mature people, the more mature you, you are, you go to church to, to bring your own supply, not just to be blessed. Praise God. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 3. In First Corinthians chapter 3, the Bible tells us about uh, 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 the, 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 the Corinthian church. See what Paul said to them. He said, I, brethren, verse 1, would not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Glory to God. So, remember, he's talking to Christians. He's talking to believers, those who are born again. He says, I can't talk to you like spiritual people. I can only talk to you like carnal people. What does it mean to be carnal? It means to be flesh ruled, to be ruled by the dictates of your flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, I could not speak to you at all, as the spiritual. So we said, really, when you meet a Christian, you should speak. You, the first thing you want to do is to speak to the person like a spiritual person. Now, if the person is not able to take it, then you now you are now you now have to come low. That's a carnal person. Hallelujah. A, a can, it's a carnal person that cannot sustain spiritual, spiritual discourse. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so how, how does a person get carnal? A person gets carnal when he does not renew his mind. A, get, a person gets carnal when he does not renew his mind. Let me say it again. A person gets carnal when he or she does not renew his mind by or with God's word. Because carnality is, of, is, is, is your soul, okay, yielding to the uh, uh, to carnality, yielding to the things of the flesh. Praise the Lord. Amen. So a person can, if, you, if a person is not renewing his or her mind with God's word on a daily basis, uh, the person will turn towards carnality. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, look at, he said, I could not speak to unto you unto, as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Self, verse 3, for you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Amen. So, which is that really, remember, you are, you are born of the spirit, you are actually a spiritual person, but you can yield to carnality. You are sanctified. Remember, the Bible tells us that he has sanctified us by his spirit. Amen. But then you can still, so you're, you are, even though you are sanctified in Christ Jesus, you can still be unsanctified in your behavior. When divisions and envy start manifesting in believers, that believer, even though he's a spiritual person, is acting canon. And so that's why he says that we, he wants us to grow. Glory to God. 
But you see, let me let me show us something that Paul that Paul's disposition here. You know, the Corinthian bunch was a was a it was it was the most carnal church that Paul Paul pastored. You know, yet the Bible still tells them tells us that they are enriched. Paul, the way Paul addressed them, Paul did not beat down on them. Paul addressed them the way they are in Christ. Before he started pointing out their faults, praise God. And before he started correcting their actions and behavior. But so he still, he did not knock them down. He didn't say, oh, I taught you who you are Christians. And you are good for nothing. I don't even know the word uh, with, with the level of word that you have, uh, with the level of manifestation of the spirit that you have. People are just misbehaving. You are, you know, I don't even know why, why I'm even passing. He didn't, he didn't beat down. He said, "Oh, I'm, I'm seriously disappointed about you." You know that he, he didn't do all that. He still spoke to them, addressed them as spiritual people the way God sees them. He still called them the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, you came behind in no, in no, in no spiritual gates. Amen. He said, he told them that Jesus has made unto us sanctification, redemption, holiness. Amen. So he told them, he addressed them that way. So for us as believers, how we address other believers, even when they are false. It's very important. Hallelujah. How we address them, how we deal with them, we must always make sure we see that we act and we, we deal with them correctly. The way they ought to be dealt with. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's see something in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians and chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Let's read verse 16. He says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Mm. Who is he referring to here? He's speaking to Christians. Take note, he's speaking to the born again, recreated person. But he now says, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. So that means that really, for the believer, you can never live on this earth without a the without uh, 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 the presence of the lust of the flesh, yeah, the lust of the flesh is always there. Why? Because number one, this body is not is now is not a mortal is an is not a it is a mortal body is the body of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are our
It means to yield to it. Praise the Lord. It means to yield to it. Don't, he's saying that walk, when you walk in the spirit, Amen. Is to walk in your nature. Is to you. You carry eternal life. You carry the nature of God on the inside of you. Praise God. So he's saying that you should to walk in it means. Uh, to walk in the spirit is to is to live in accordance with your nature. That's your spiritual nature. That nature of God that is in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have the spirit of man, the born again spirit. We have the lust of the flesh and we have fulfillment of the lust of the flesh. That the lust of the flesh is there does not mean that you, you should yield to it. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it's about what you are yielding to. Being spiritual is about what you are yielding to. The more you yield to the nature of God on the inside of you, the more matured you become. And it is a deliberate thing. Hallelujah. So he said, when you don't, when you walk in your nature, you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Even though the loss of the flesh is there, praise God, but you will not walk according to his dictates. So how do, do you yield to the, to the lust of the flesh? How do you yield to your nature? Praise God. How do you do it? You do it by giving attention to it. Remember, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. So what we give attention to, Paul said, give attention to the reading of the scriptures. Amen. Says so uh, in Joshua 1.8, he said, uh, this book of the Lord will not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night. Psalm 1, David blesses the man that does not Walk in the castle of the ungodly, stand in the way of sinners, sit, uh, sit in the seat of discomfort. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his Lord does he meditate day and night. Solomon said, My son, give attention to my words. So it's about attention. Whatever you give attention to, you yield to. You list following me. Whatever you give attention to, you do what? You yield to it. 
when we give attention to the lust of the flesh, we will yield to it. When we give attention to our nature on the inside of us, glory to God, we do what? We will yield to it. Whatever you give attention to, I mean, come on, you see, some guys, you just mentioned their, their, their club, they get excited, you know, they get excited when they are talking about their, their football club. Why? Because they have given attention to it. Some other people don't just wonder what's the thing. Why are you so why are you so crazy about this club? <laughs> it's because they have not given attention to it. That person, right? That's that's that is wondering why are you why are you crazy about this? When the person, if the person is put in a place where he is bombarded by the things about that club over time and stays there, right? After a while, he will start to develop interest, and after a while, he will start yielding. Amen. So yielding is giving attention to. So when so when he says that walk in the spirit and you will not uh, uh, fulfill the loss of the flesh, he said that hey guys, uh, give attention to the spirit, give attention to your nature, and uh, you will not uh, be uh, 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 you will starve the flesh, the loss of the flesh of its attention, and what will happen? You will walk in the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how do you give give attention to the things of the spirit, to, to, to your nature? Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world. Right? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your minds renew up. Amen. Because, you see, attention uh, takes place in the soul. Even though your spirit man is born again perfect in Christ Jesus, your soul, right, uh, is where you, the, the attention uh, comes from. So when uh, you give attention to the word of God, uh, the lust of the flesh uh, will wither in its ability to overcome you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you give attention to the loss of the flesh, it will lead to sin. When you give attention to the spirit, it will lead you to water, to walk in your nature. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, now let's go back to Galatians chapter, chapter 5, verse 17. He said, for the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and all that, okay? But if ye be led of the spirit, verse 18, you are not under the law. If you be led of the spirit, so when, what does it mean to be led of the spirit here? If you are led by that nature of God on the inside of you, right? He says you are not under the law. You are led by the Spirit. You are not under the law. Glory to God. Now says, now the works of the flesh. Let me quickly explain something before I skip that. Praise God. He said that walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. The flesh lost against the Spirit and all that so that they cannot do the things that you would. 
But if you are led, if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Right? Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. Let's go to Romans chapter 14. Romans 14, verse 17. Romans 14, verse 17. Bible says in Romans 14, in verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Put that somewhere. We are coming back to it. Verse 14 to 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He said those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's referring to believers here. He said, I've told you that believers that do this will not inherit the kingdom of God. And when the Bible says they will not inherit the kingdom of God, what does it mean? Take note, he's referring to believers. Hallelujah. He's, he had called the, the Corinthian church carnal, yet they were sanctified by God. Yet they were redeemed. Yet they were children of God. So how come? I see now saying that this, this, if inheriting the kingdom of God means going to heaven, why will he still be calling them saints? Who goes to heaven? Is it not saints? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians, look at Paul's address of these guys. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 1. He said unto the church of Jesus Christ, verse 2, that is at Corinth. What does he call them? The church of God, which is at Corinth. So he's, he's talking to the whole church of God. He still called, even though they were carnal people, they, they were still called the church of God. He said to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called saints to be in Italy. So which means that it's not there. They are not called to be saints. They are called saints. Hallelujah. So he said they are called <laughs> saints with, with all that in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus, both theirs and ours. He just that. So he called them, he said, you guys, they are saints. He called them the church of God. Yet he now says that those that do practice these things, uh, these works of the flesh, this lust of the flesh, right? He said they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So where, what does it mean by inheriting the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. Obviously, it can't be talking about going to heaven. Praise the Lord. I read, that was why I read Romans 14, 17. He said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. So when it says they will not inherit the kingdom of God, it means that they will not if they walk in the lust of the flesh, if they walk in the flesh, if they walk in accordance with the dictates of the, of the flesh, they will not enjoy the inheritance 
that we have in the kingdom. Why is somebody giving an inheritance? Amen. The Bible says that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Amen. They inherit, it calls it inheritance. So it is, it is, it is something that we already have. And why, when you are given an inheritance, do you just put it aside? No, you are meant to enjoy the benefits of the inheritance. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So which means that the believer who walks in the flesh will not enjoy the kingdom, will not enjoy the benefits of the kingdom because he's living in sin, he's walking in the flesh. There will be no peace on the inside of him. He cannot enjoy the joy of God. Hallelujah. You cannot enjoy his standing in righteousness because of the conscience of sin and the consciousness of sin. Praise the Lord. So the, it, it will open the door for the enemy. Amen. To, 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 to mis, mishandle him, to deal with him. Sin has consequences. Hallelujah. So the Bible says they will not inherit the kingdom. It means that the things that are, that that has been given to us in the kingdom of God, we will not be able to enjoy them as we should. When a person is living in the loss of the flesh, praise God. Did you get that? Did you get that? So now look at. Let's go back to Galatians chapter five. He says that, but the fruit. Of the spirit, verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such a, that there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lost. Praise God. So don't let, don't let the devil trick you and lie to you that, oh, this is the way you are. No, the Bible says those that are Christ, are you Christ? He says that they have crucified the flesh. And is lost. Sin shall not have dominion over us any longer. It means that with the nature of God on the inside of us, we can dominate the works of the flesh. Praise the Lord. Look at it. Adultery, fornication, you know, reckless living, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, you know, being at variance with people. Amen. Raw, strife, seditious, heresies. He calls them works of the flesh. So if you practice this, if we remain in this by yielding to the lust of the flesh, amen, what will happen? We will not enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. Now, verse 22 now says, but the fruit of the spirit. So which means that if it costs the, the fruit of the spirit there is the writer's wrote capital S. It can't be talking, of course, uh, we, we know, many of us know, that it's not talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not bear fruits. Why? Anything that bears fruits has to grow. It has to be planted and it has to grow before the fruits can be harvested. So, and the Holy Ghost is God. It does not grow. So, he's referring to the new creation, the believer. The believer is the spirit 
Amen. Hallelujah. That grows. Now, his spirit, the growth is the, because the spirit of man, remember, is, has been made in the image and the likeness of God. And that is where redemption took place. That is where we were perfected forever. That is where eternal salvation is. Hallelujah. But there are things that describe, are the things that describe the nature of the Spirit of God. So bearing fruit, therefore, is harvesting these, these elements of the nature of God on the outside. Amen. That's why I titled it Harvesting the Fruit of the Spirit. Harvesting these fruits. You know, fruits can be there and not be harvested. Praise God. There are many trees that that, that have that bear fruits, and their fruits just fall to the ground, and then they, and nobody picks them, nobody harvests them. They're just there. Hallelujah. So, but the fruit of our spirit needs to be harvested out. Amen. And it's so important that we know this. It's so important we understand this, that we are not trying to have the fruit. It is already a part and parcel of us. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the inheritance we have. You are not trying to acquire any of these any of these elements of the fruit of the spirit. It's embedded in your nature. It's a part and parcel of your nature. Hallelujah. But remember, I said to us that we walk in the spirit via our soul. When our soul, our mind pays attention to the nature within us, the more if we pay attention to it by our, through our minds, the more the fruit, the more we yield to the nature on the inside, the more the, 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 we walk in the manifestation of this fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. So spiritual growth, therefore, right, is building stability and character in Christ Jesus. The Bible says growing up into him, and growing up into him is bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit. It's paying attention to your nature. So when you find yourself as a believer acting carnally, acting in the flesh more often than not, Amen. It means it does not mean that you are no, no longer a child of God. It simply means you are not paying attention to the nature of the spirit within. The nature of God within. To your nature. Hallelujah. You are not trying to add something. No, you are, you are, you, 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 you are. Spiritual growth is walking in what you already have. Oh, glory to God. So many, I, I wish so many believers know this. 
you are walking, you have to walk in what you already have. The more we walk in what we already have, amen, the more we yield ourselves to it. Glory to God. The more we yield ourselves to it, the more we are growing and maturing in the Lord. Amen. Now, let's examine these uh, 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 this fruit of the Spirit. Chapter 20, oh, sorry, verse 22 again. Take note, he calls them the fruit of the Spirit. Let's count them. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, uh, uh, faith or faithfulness. Right? Uh, 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 meekness and temperance or self-control. So, so the bar, so so there at least there are nine, just like the nine gifts of the spirit. Hallelujah! And do you know what? Just like the nine gifts of the spirit that we that have been categorized into three different categories, right? We have the utterance or the speaking gift that speak, isn't it? Let's, what is that? That's tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy in a known language. Okay? Then we now have the doing, okay? Or the power gifts that do things. So we have... Uh, the, the, the gift of special thing, the walking of miracles, the gifts of healing. Okay? And then we have what we call the revelation gifts. Okay? That reveal or show things. As we have what, uh, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. So, see, nine gifts of the spirit, three different categories. So also, this fruit of the Spirit can also be categorized into three categories. Amen. And I want us to see that. And that is a very, very important thing to learn. Glory to God. Because we are talking about harvesting this fruit of the Spirit. The first three, amen, are what? Love, joy, and peace. Are you following me? Love, joy, and peace. Now, these are harvests of the Spirit for your own benefit. Primarily for your own benefit. Amen? Yeah. Primarily for your own benefit. Let's look at it. Let's look at uh, 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 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In verse, let's read uh, 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 verse, uh, from verse 1. Talking about love, right? It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I have no love, I have become a sounding brass cymbal, a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecies and all that, like I remove mountains, uh, 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 in verse 3, 
Let's go to verse 3. Even though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though my bodies, and I give my body to be burnt, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Did you see that? He said, if I don't walk in love, it does not profit me. <laughs> so, so, which means that when we walk in love, it should profit you. Walking in love profits you the more. Or the most, rather. Walking in love is for your benefits the most. It benefits you the most. Hallelujah. Because, remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Our, the love nature is our inheritance. So when we walk in love, amen, we are the ones that benefit the most. So there is profiting in walking in love. Who does it profit? Me. He said, it profits me nothing if I don't. So if I do, it will profit me something. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 8.11. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So righteousness, sorry, love, joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So who does walking in joy benefit? It benefits me. So God has put his joy on the inside of me to benefit me, to strengthen me. Joy is my fetcher. Like we said on Sunday, right? Uh, for with joy, I will draw water from the well of salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed are those that know the joyful sound. Amen. Glory to God. So, so the, the joy of the Lord is for your benefit as a believer. So love profits you. Joy is for your benefit. It strengthens you. Peace. He says, and the peace of God. Proverbs, sorry, Philippians 4 verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep garrison over your heart and mind in Christ, through Christ Jesus. Did you see that? So, so you need the peace of God to garrison your mind. Secondly, Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. He says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. The Amplified Version says, let it act as an umpire, right? Giving a, uh, 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 let, 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 let me read it let, so that I will not uh, misquote it. Praise God. Glory to God. Uh, that's um, Colossians chapter 3, chapter 3 and verse 15. He said, let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ rule. Act as umpire continually in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which we as members of Christ, one body, you are also called to live and be ye thankful. You see that? So he said, let, it, let that peace act as an umpire 
helping you to make decisions, settling with finality, decisions that you need to make in your heart. Let it rule. Hallelujah. So, so who needs the peace? I do. Who does the peace of God benefit? It's me. So the love of God profits me. The joy of the Lord strengthens me. The peace of God rules in my heart. So we see the first three in this the first three are in this category that are for they are for your benefit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now let's look at the second one. The second one. Uh, Galatians chapter four, the second three. Meet, sorry, uh, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, or loyalty. Faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Or faith. Can we say faith? Let's use the King James Version. Faith. Gentleness. Sorry, so, 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 I missed it. It's long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Long, the second category is long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Praise God. This category is for the benefit of others. Yeah. This category is what is for the benefit of others. Yeah. Long-suffering, Goodness. Okay? Gen gentleness. They are for the benefit of others. Let's see. Uh, let's see a scripture. Praise God. The Bible says, love suffers long. Do you, suffers long in relation to who? To people. The Bible tells us that God is long-suffering. First Peter chapter 5. Chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me... Glory, 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 glory to God. Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3, sorry. Second Peter chapter three. Okay. Chapter chapter. Second Peter chapter three. Yeah. Verse eight. He said, Below, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness. Verse 9. But is what? Long-suffering towards us. So our long-suffering is towards man. Our long-suffering, we suffer long. <laughs> we suffer. We, in other words, we're able to bear with people. So it's for their benefits. God is long-suffering for whose benefit? For the benefit of man. So long-suffering, one of the characteristics of long-suffering is that uh, it is uh, you are suffering long for the benefit of others. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. You are suffering longer for the benefit of others. It is laying down your life for others. In John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus said, I am, he called himself the good shepherd. And he said, the good shepherd lays down his life for what? The sheep. I am the good shepherd that the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So his goodness, the manifestation of the goodness of Jesus is that he lays down, he lays down, uh, 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 it's in him laying down his life for the, for, for the sheep. Praise God. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans 2, verse 4. It says, don't you know that it is the goodness of God that leads you to what? To repentance. So the manifestation of goodness is for the benefit of others. Can I say, well, my goodness is to myself alone. No, that's not, that is not the, the fruit of the spirit. It's to others. It's for the benefit of others. Glory to God. And what's the third one? Gentleness. Praise the Lord. Gentleness. What's his name now? Uh, David. David. David said, your gentleness has made me great. Your gentleness has made me what? Made me great. Your gentleness has made me great. God's gentleness, hallelujah, has made us great. Praise God. It has made us great. That's in Psalm 18 and in verse 35. Psalm 18, verse 35. Your gentleness has, that God is, his gentleness with us has made us great. Psalm 18, let's see, verse 35. He said, thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation. Thy right hand has held me up and thy gentleness has made me great. So gentleness in the way we handle people, in the, in the way we deal with people, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Praise God. So the, the second category is gentleness, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. They are for the benefit of others. So the first category, love, joy, peace, is for your benefit. The second one is for the benefit of others. Now, the third and the last one is faith. Hallelujah. Meekness and temperance or self-control. This third category, amen, is the harvest of the fruit of the spirit that benefits or brings glory to God that benefits or gives glory to God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, for without faith, hallelujah, it is impossible to what? To please God. So God is pleased with our faith or faithfulness. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And he says, uh, he talks about he talks about temperance. He said, self-temperance means self-control. Amen. He said in, in, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, Romans 12, he said, I beseech you therefore, verse 1, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, you wholly acceptable unto God. So when you are presenting your living, your body, you are, you are, it means you are, you are, you are, you are making it a living sacrifice by holding back, by control, through the, through, through temperance and self-control. When you walk in self-control in various areas of your life, amen, it brings, it brings, it brings pleasure to God. Hallelujah. It gives glory to God when, when the Bible said, he said, said uh, uh, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and do what? And give glory to God. When you exercise self-control, hallelujah, not just giving people the peace of your mind, they, 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 God is glorified in the lives of other people through you. Amen. The Bible talks about Moses. Moses was the meekest man on the earth. It was God himself. <laughs> Moses himself, when he said this, it was who, who, to whose glory? It was to the glory of God. James chapter 1. Amen. He says in James, he tells us to receive the engrafted Word of God with meekness, which is able to do what to save our soul. Hallelujah. So, so the three, the three, when we are meek towards people, amen. What does it bring to God? It brings glory. Our action, our meek attitude of meekness, it makes us the it makes God to be seen the more. It glorifies God the more. So these three categories, let me start rounding up. We are talking about harvesting the fruit of the spirit. The first category is what? Love, joy, peace. And now let me say this. The more you walk in the first three categories, Right? Love, joy, and peace, which the more you develop the fruit of the Spirit in love, joy, and peace, the more you'll be able to manifest the other two categories. Yeah. Hallelujah. The more, the more matured you will become in long suffering. Amen. Because you are walking in love. The joy of the Lord is strengthening you. The peace of God is ruling and keeping your heart and mind. You can suffer love. Love that love be as well. Love does what? Love suffers love. It's patient. It's kind. Love does not seek. It's, it's not self-seeking. It does not insist on its own rights. Do you see that? Those are the various manifestations of the love of God. 
in all the other categories. Hallelujah. Love endures long. Love believes the best. Love rejoices. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so walking in love, exercising yourself in love. The Bible says we should exercise ourselves rather unto godliness. Exercising ourselves in our love walk, exercising ourselves in our, in our, in our joyful, in, in, in manifesting joy. Listen, you know, we're having Holy Ghost meeting on Sunday. You see, let's learn to yield to joy. See, you are acting out your nature. When we say rejoice, don't just, don't just be looking. Hallelujah. It's in your, it's your nature. Harvest the fruit of joy. Amen. Glory to God. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So when you walk, the more you walk in this three, the more you will to walk in the other two categories. Benefiting others and bringing glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just like in the utterance gifts, the utterance gifts are the door to the others. Yeah. The utterance gift is the door to the, to the other to the other six. Is the door to the revelation gifts. Is the door to the power gifts. The more we walk in utterance gifts, amen. Hallelujah. The more we, we, we the easier we will find it to yield to the others. Hallelujah. Amen. So God, all there is an army of men and women whose lives all are in are in confluence and in consonance with the life and the character of Christ. And so they are becoming more and more stable, more and more stable, more and more stable, not moved by the things of this world, but moved by the Spirit of God that is on the inside of them that they yield to on a daily basis. And so, Oh, give attention to the things on the inside of you. Oh, stay more focused to the things on the inside of you. And you will see on a daily basis, you will find it easier oh, to live out the life that you have been sanctified to live. Oh, of a truth, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have been created in righteousness and in true holiness. So go forth, manifesting the love, the joy, the peace of God. Oh, the gentleness of God, the long suffering of God. Oh, you can, you can. Oh, therefore, do not let the enemy lie to you. Oh, that this is not who you are, but say to yourself, this is who I am. I've got the spirit of God on the inside of me. My spirit is holy. I am sanctified. 
Father, and this is my nature, and I will walk in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless your name. We give you praise for your word. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for your word tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. So, we've come to the end of our Bible study for today.